This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, it's Sunday the 25th of July and thanks for joining me for the latest on travel and destinations from the Green List and the travel desk of The Independent. Today I want to focus on the key questions you're asking me about travel in the time of coronavirus. What's been weighing down my virtual mailbag this week has been travelling if you've recovered from Covid to the chances of foreign vaccinations being recognised by the UK for the purposes of avoiding quarantine. Of course, this podcast is completely free, as is my weekly travel email. You can sign up at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters. I'm lucky enough to get a lot of questions about travel in the time of coronavirus and over the past 16 months or so, they've they've fallen into um, uh, kind of waves and most definitely uh, there's a couple of questions which are um, weighing down my virtual mailbag in the sense lots and lots of concerns about them and very few apparent answers. And the top one I would say this weekend is... What are the chances of your vaccination being recognised by the UK for the purposes of avoiding quarantine if you live abroad and you've been jabbed abroad and you simply wish to travel to the UK without being uh, vaccinated? To put you into the picture, many countries have a jab or quarantine policy. It's absolutely uh, standard practice. But what the UK does differently, as with so many things, is say that actually um, we are only interested in UK administered jabs. So only NHS jabs will do. And that is obviously going to destroy the inbound travel industry because um, it's effectively saying to people, uh, yep, you're not welcome here. Or if you are going to come in, you're going to have to wait um, uh, 10 days in quarantine in order to do so um, because you know we we don't um, and I'm sure this is how people will hear it uh, we don't trust your vaccines and there is a huge amount of concern particularly given that the EU digital Covid pass is you know, generally re- recognised around the world as, as kind of a, a, a one of the leaders and crucially the EU has recognised, or many countries have recognised, NHS vaccinations without a problem. But it is not happening in the opposite direction. Um, We were promised that we would be updated by the end of the parliamentary session, which was actually on uh, on Thursday. Um, I have asked the Department for Transport what progress has been made. Um, I did that on Friday and so far, I'm just checking to make sure this is still true. So far, I do not have an answer, which is 
disconcerting. So what I have to go on is a, a an announcement to the last sitting of the House of Commons on Thursday. And here's what the vaccine minister, Nadim Zahawi, said. By the end of this month, UK nationals who have been vaccinated overseas will be able to talk to their GP, go through what vaccine they've had, and have it registered with the NHS that they have been vaccinated. Now, there's a couple of problems with that. The first one is that if you're an expatriate, if, you, if you've been vaccinated overseas, it's probably because you live overseas. And if that is the case, then you probably don't have a GP because you're, you know, there is no reason why you should be registered for healthcare purposes and um uh, in the UK, obviously, you would get emergency treatment anyway on the NHS when you were here. But uh, there's no reason why you would have a GP. Um, I imagine that GPs won't be absolutely delighted to hear that you know, if there are some UK nationals who have been jabbed abroad and yet also have a GP, um, that they're going to be getting a call from um, uh, their patient um, uh, to talk about vaccines. Because GPs, I've noticed, do tend to have one or two things on. So uh, the questions that I have now asked the uh, Department of Health, because I think it really is quite important, um, is to find out, well, hang on, um, what are people supposed to do if they are uh, UK nationals, they've been jabbed abroad by obviously approved um, uh, approved jabs, um, and yet uh, they uh, don't have a GP here. So I've asked about that. Um, I've asked about how people who have been vaccinated abroad, how will they be able to talk to their GP? Is there going to be a special special hotline? Um, and I've also asked if there's any progress being recognised um, recognising vaccines from non-UK nationals. I mean, if they just said, right, the um, uh, EU digital COVID pass, that would make so much difference to so many people. There's actually been ministers in France and in Italy writing to the foreign secretary saying, please just recognise our vaccines. We do the same to you. Um, but uh, Nadim Zahawi, all he said was, we want to offer the same reciprocity, he said it much better than I did, as the 33 countries that recognise our app do, i.e., yeah, there's dozens of them, but if they think we're going to be uh, recognising it, well, uh, he says this will also happen very soon. Um, his reason for the delay is because the government is working at speed. There we are. I'll leave that with you. The government is working at speed. The other really significant question that I'm being asked so much is, um, what, how, what do I do about testing if I've already had COVID? Now, if you've already had COVID and you've waited two weeks since you recovered, then you're, from many destinations points of view, you're regarded as a good bet because you've got those, them antibodies. So they will generally treat you the same as a vaccinated person, which is uh, terrific. Um, you need to bring a certificate, obviously, showing that you have recovered. Um, there is also, though, the problem of 
having to take a test abroad before you're allowed back into the UK. And there's a lot of concern that people who have had COVID are going to um, effectively ping the test. It will show positive, even though they are now recovered, because the government has shown exactly no interest in anybody um, being able to say, well, I've recovered from COVID. Can I use that instead of the test? Uh, no, no interest in that at all. You've got to test to come back. And that's all there is to it. And if it keeps showing up positive, well, um, eventually, I'm afraid you're going to have to call the British consulate and just say, you have to sort this out because there is no mechanism at all. You test positive, supposedly because you know let, let's imagine you go out today on a two-week holiday to ibiza um you'll see me in the clubs by the way you uh, you've obviously recovered at least two weeks ago from covid but still when you're checking in for your flight you're getting your pre-flight test um it's showing that you have been um uh, you're, you're you're still positive and you know that you're no longer infectious well other countries would say, OK, yeah, we understand the problem. The UK will not. So you have to alert the health authorities. They'll probably say, well, hang on, if you've recovered in two weeks, then obviously you've tested positive and obviously you're fine. So off you go. And at that stage, I suggest you call on the British consulate. Um, but anybody testing positive, of course, needs to alert the health authorities. Look, that's all for now. Um, thank you for listening. Remember, you can get all the news you need 24 hours a day at independent.co.uk. Follow that up with forward slash newsletters and you can subscribe to my weekly travel email, which is also free every Friday morning. For now, goodbye. Stay safe. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.